So, on this episode of uh, Manifesting Mari, um, my, my best friend moves away, um, my dad is still dead, and uh, I, I purchased porn for the first time. So let's do this. Welcome to Season 3 of Manifesting Mari, a podcast where I really don't know what's happening anymore, and I just talk about healing and trauma, and you listen about it, and email me or message me questions that you have about it, and then we talk about it again. Let's get into this episode. Hello, welcome to another episode of Manifesting Mari, I'm 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 manifesting and I'm doing Mari. I mean I'm I'm Mari. <laughs> I'm manifesting. Hi, um, g- good morning. It's it's uh, it's morning time right now. Uh, it may not be for you, but for me it is because we are in different dimensions at this point. Um, and this podcast is basically the bridge between those two dimensions. So welcome. Um, so yeah, so today my best friend is, um, moving across the country, um, which has been inevitable simply because I knew it's, it's been happening. I knew it was going to happen. Um, but (laughs) my therapist actually put this very well. I was talking to him about all the grief I've been experiencing and I'm like in the throes of my emotional state talking to him and I go, and my best friend is moving. And and then he goes, didn't you tell her this was a bad time? She, she really tell her this is not a good time for us. And I'm like, I know it's not, um, but no, in all seriousness, I'm I'm so happy for her. Um, she's been like her, you know, like I don't know. It's it's uh, uh it it really is this weird feeling where it's like you know somebody like their soul is being called someplace else, and it's like I know you belong there, but I just want you physically here with me. Um, so of course those general tropes are, are triggering the loss that I'm, I'm still going through and grieving, obviously, like it doesn't, you don't stop grieving loss of a loved one after a year. So a lot of things have been triggering me, which I, you know what, when I get triggered nowadays, I kind of see that as a good thing. Like, if I'm feeling sad, angry, upset, even happy, right? Like, people are like, oh, I'm triggered, but they only talk about bad things. Like, can't you talk about, like, your happy triggers, too? Like, what triggers your happiness? What triggered my happiness was having a dinner with my dear friend. We used to go out to dinners or, like, you know, randomly be like, yo, let's go out to eat all the time and spend a fuck ton of money and just be like, wow, we did a great job. And honey, for this, um, I, I don't know how to put it. It's not the last time I'm seeing her, but you know, before her move, uh, we did a good job on spending money. <laughs> we really did. We did a good job eating. We did a good job drinking. And we did a good job spending money. Um, but you know, I was so much. Um, 
was triggered in me during our conversation, and it was a lot of good things. A lot of sad things, but also a lot of good things, like just being able to, like, have friends like that who I can talk to about anything, who I can um, spend money with, um, who, you know, I can feel joy with. Because at one point I had friends who I didn't feel joy around them. They made me feel like shit. And um, I'm very lucky and grateful that now I have these, like, core people in my life who... Um, are just wonderful people, and um, it's it, it. I'm very grateful for it because um, it it's hard. It's hard to find a support system that you trust, especially when you have trust issues. Like that's a big thing. Like I noticed how much trust issues I had. Like um, I'm saying, my friend. Like we don't know her. It's Thurga. Like. Y'all know her. Y'all hear her. She'll be on the show again. Like, um, I remember one time I was talking to her about something. I was like, yeah, just make me feel like this person doesn't trust me. And she's like, well, that's funny because you don't even trust yourself. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I, ooh, that's, that's, ooh, uh, ooh, it hurts so good. Because it's like, you know, you don't want to, it's, it's hard to face those truths about yourself. And it's true, I have a hard time trusting my own opinion simply because, like, r- and my own intuition, because growing up, that, that, that opinion and intuition has been, uh, always been denied, right? So I'm in the practice of denying it, and, or, or you know, I've been historically in the practice of denying it and molding into whatever I think someone else wants for me rather than trusting my own instincts and um you know if I'm I'm happy I have friends who can challenge me who can um help me question who you know I don't I don't want yes people in my life that's absolutely ridiculous like I hate like like don't I just, uh, I can't, like, I can't, I can't with, like, um, I'm just the kind of person who, like, I like not debating, but I, I like having deeper conversations, I like picking things apart, and I need friends who are able to do that for me as well, like, when I go to someone for advice, like, they, my friends, like, I really want my friends to be like, well, (laughs) The way you're looking at it is, um, (laughs) different than what I would do, you know, or it's like, you know, I I hear you have this opinion, but, you know, here's a different way of looking at it and, you know, take it or leave it, right? Also, I'm very grateful that I have friends who are like, hey, here's my perspective. If you see it, great. If not, then great, you know. Uh, but I also do have some friends in my life, people in my life who are like, listen, I could only tell you my advice so many times if you're not going to listen to it, like, stop talking to me about this. (laughs) And which also I'm grateful for because that tells me like, here I am, something's bothering me and like, what am I actively doing about it? Um, so yeah, so... Thurga's moving today, and I'm I'm very happy for her. I know this is, like, the next step 
for her. Like, it's just, there's so many, I, like, it just feels good <laughs> for, it's sad, but it's good, right? And, um, I've had a lot of hard times, um, you know, as I'm trying to heal and find myself, like, being able to feel multiple emotions at once, right? Like, I used to think that, like, you can only be, like, you, now is the time to be sad. Now I'm being happy. Now I'm being this, you know, like, whatever emotion that it was just the one emotion you're feeling. But really, like, you know, I'm really trying my best to observe and honor all the feelings that are coming up, right? Like, I'm very happy, for Thurga, I'm very happy that Thurga is moving to LA because it's just, there's so much goodness around it. Like, I know her soul belongs out there. Like, I've seen her out there and it, it just makes sense. Like, it feels good. And it feels good that she's going, like, on so many levels, but it also feels sad. Like, like she's always been at least like a half an hour drives away and like now she won't be and that's sad but you know in her word she's not dead like it's just sad you know the proximity but it it holds just like this new adventure where it's like now especially um with the supplemental income that I have, like, you know, I could save up and, like, now I have a good reason to, like, go out to L.A. more and, like, see her and, like, have a place to crash, like, which is the most important because shit's expensive in L.A. Um, but, yeah, but I'm, you know, I, I think... Uh, and and these these past few days have been really hard for me like I've been smoking more and just like eating my feelings more I'm like you know what let me let this ride this out it's fine it is what it is right now like that's how I'm soothing and I'm aware and I think that's good the awareness is really good right um like awareness without judgment like I'm I'm here I'm eating I'm sad. I'm smoking. It's okay. And I'm aware that it's because of the things I'm going through right now. And, you know, I'm going through it and it's going to end. I'm not trying to put pressure on myself where it's like, I can't do this. I need to change. Like, of course, like, you know, I want to lose weight. And it's hard for me to lose weight when I'm up late smoking and eating, right? But also it's like, that's just like what my soul needs right now. Like... You know, just like me coping with this level of sadness and, um, you know, I've, I've been doing my best for, to let these feelings show up and try my best not to judge them, try my best not to judge myself the way I react to them. I think that's the biggest thing, right? First of all, not judging the feelings and not coming up with a narrative around the feelings and just being like, I'm sad and that's okay. Um... And then also not judging yourself for the way you react to these, you know? You could be aware of, like, okay, maybe I want to react differently next time. You know, maybe instead of 
smoking and eating my feelings, maybe I'll, like, go be with somebody and tell them, hey, I don't want to smoke and I don't want to eat my feelings. I I think I just need to talk, you know. That might be a better thing. (laughs) Or, like, let's talk but also eat my feelings so I don't have to smoke. I don't know. You know what I mean? Whatever I feel is good at that moment. But, um... Yeah, it's just been hard. Just, like, grief has been really heavy with me these past few weeks. And I I think the more that I talk about it, the lighter it becomes. And I'm very grateful to have resources and people in my life that I could Mm -hmm. talk about this with. Um, The guy I'm seeing just texted me. I just really smiled. (laughs) I'm just grateful. Um... Hmm. So yeah, so um that's that's number one. Um number two. Yeah, my dad's still dead. I don't know. There's just a lot of grief around that, right? That just never ends. Like the other day at work, like I was like, No, like I've been dealing with grief, it's fine, it is what it is. I've been feeling sad, I've been feeling these things, and a lot of it is tied up with, you know, a lot of hormonal stuff as well, which I recognize, but then Also, like, the hormonal stuff is happening in order to bring up this heavy stuff to reveal, you know, this feminine side, which is more emotional, and that's okay. Being able to face these feelings, fine, cool, 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 cool. Um, (laughs) So I'm at work, and, like, I'm feeling tired, I'm feeling drained, but I'm there. And then there's this song, what song was playing? Um, You know the song? I'm gonna love you like I'm gonna lose you. I wanna hold you. You know that song? Um, that song came on like in whatever was the radio, whatever Pandora on our on at at our restaurant as we were like prepping to open, and I'm singing it. Whatever, having a great time. And then all of a sudden I start crying because it's like, I'm going to love you like I'm going to lose you. And it's like, wow, like how like I I think loving like, I don't know, I, I, I really love people like I'm going to I have this like huge abandonment issue, which like. You know, I think that comes a lot of generationally because like physically people in my life hasn't, haven't really abandoned me, um, or, like, you know, I've never lost anyone, Uh, I don't want to say I've never lost anyone I truly cared about, that's not what I'm saying, I've never been, I don't think in my present, in this, in this iteration of my life, I've ever been abandoned, um, but I do have abandonment issues, and trust issues, and, um, I realize that I do love people as if I'm going to lose them. Um, whether that means I, um, I like push my love onto people and like make myself valid in their lives. So like in my head, it's like I'm worthy of being in their lives. So they don't want to get rid of me or you know, the, oh, I also do, like, the opposite, where it's, like, well, you're not gonna stick around anyway, so I'm not gonna get that close, whatever, 
And like, you know, that, I, I don't know, I guess that really, it really brought up, um, what I'm really grieving is like this past, the last year of my dad's life, me and his relationship was not great. And it sucks. Because, you know, you don't think about losing your parent. You don't think about it. You just think they're going to be there. Because they've always been there. And then they're gone. And it's like, you know, um, in a way, I did love my dad like I was going to lose him. Like, the whole last year of his life, he kept on saying, like, horribly depressive stuff and like it was affecting me on a personal level that I just couldn't I couldn't be around him anymore so like I tried my best to like help him through it but I it was like I couldn't it was it was like hurting me and I I was not able to hold that kind of space for or with my dad so it was really hard to be around him and um Man, I even told him, I was like, I had, like, I had this reading that, like, long story short, my dad was gonna die with, with the, the way he was. Like, with all this grief, with all this depression, with all this sadness and anger. And I couldn't change that. And I had to start grieving that, because I felt like, you know, I was always this weird savior role in my family that I took upon for myself, which is another story, um, but yeah, like, you know, I, I loved my dad, and I just loved, like, the love that I had for him, like, I, I just couldn't keep seeing him like that, and, and it it also hurt me as well. It was hurting me. Like, I couldn't put... I, I was unable to put myself around that. And I was unable to deal with that. And, um... You know, part of me... Like, there there used to be... I don't know if there still is guilt, maybe. Um, but... But I know that those last years didn't define my relationship with my dad. You know, I've always been strong and hard-headed, and me and my dad have always, like, clashed. Um, but at the end of the day, like, we also, like, love each other, and we're always as as present for each other as we could be. And, um, you know. It is sad that he's gone, because, like, if I had known, in a way I did know he was gonna die, right? <laughs> If I had known when, like, would that have changed things? Maybe, but, like, I guess out of guilt, right? Like, at the end of the day, I had the relationship that I had with my dad. It it was what it was, and, um, you know, I don't think it was a bad one. I think it was complicated. I think we all have complicated relationships, especially with our parents, right? And um, we all cope with that. In, in whatever way we need to, we all create the boundaries that we need to in order for us to feel safe. Because at the end of the day, like, you can't live for other people. I was certainly living for my father. 
because he didn't want to live. So I was doing the living and it came to the point where I was tired of living for both of us. Like I just needed to live for myself and you know, and even after he passed, there was a lot of like this weight of his legacy of what people, you know, of how people saw him and viewed him and their interaction with him and, and then my own personal experience with him, like, my family's personal experience with him, like, there was just so much, like, a lot of, um, pain and hurt that, like, I realized that I took on from my dad and it's, like, you know, my dad had a habit of, like, manipulating and gaslighting his family, was it intentional? I don't know, but it, it's what happened. Um, I don't think it was malicious, but, you know, it happened. And, you know, I saw that within myself in my last relationship. Like, I was manipulative and gaslighting, like, and I don't want to be that, you know? So after his death, like, I took on a lot of, like, I'm living his legacy, and it's like, that's not, that's not my job. <laughs> that's not my job. That's not my job. My job is to live for me and live for my soul. And, you know, his legacy is, is written. He did that. Like, you know, I, I may be part of it, but I am not, I am not it. Right. I ha I am my own legacy. And, um, you know, being able to separate what's mine and what's not is really important. Like, um, you know, I, I think in, in a lot of family dynamics, it's really easy to take on um, responsibilities that you feel you should in order to help your parents, make them proud, feel worth, get validation, pick a thing, right? And, um, you know, as you get older and become independent, you realize that there's this dependent structure that you're used to. And um, I don't think dependency is necessarily bad or codependency, but I, I think it works for some people and it doesn't work for others. And, you know, it's it just no longer worked for me. So now it's all about, like, unlearning these codependent strategies and and learning how to be more independent so I could be interdependent. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it has is coming to, like, facing, like, my own fears, you know? Like, I, I am afraid that I won't be able to... Um, Am I really afraid? I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that I won't, but I'm not afraid that I'm not going to live to a certain expectation. Like I'm going to live the life I'm going to live. Like I, I think I'm a good person. Let me really feel that. I do. I think I'm a good person. I think that I am a complicated human being. I think sometimes I could do shitty stuff. I don't think I'm I'm, you know, exempt from being fallible, not at all, you know, but I think I do try my best every day to wake up and be a good person to myself and to others. And I think that's the most important thing. Like, if you're waking up every day with the intention to do good, you know, and 
that that's the first step and the next step is becoming aware of like what you're really doing and what real impact you're doing right like i think at at some level like jeff bezos wakes up every day thinking he's doing something good but i think there's a level of ignorance that he's not engaging with right as we all are i think there are parts of ourselves and parts of the what what we do and for our personal gain and we have to realize that it hurts people and we kind of have to like come to terms with that and and it's like how do you you know we all sleep differently at night and uh, apparently jeff bezos sleeps very comfortably you know knowing the amount of wealth he has and and the amount of wealth that is horribly um, mis—that mis- dis- is horribly distributed. Let me put it like that, or unequally distributed, distributed um, throughout. Let's be real; we still have class systems, right? So, um, so yeah, so. Those are things. Um, Speaking of money and spending it on things that are worthwhile. I bought my first porn. (laughs) I've never purchased porn in my life. Never have I ever purchased porn. Because I grew up in the internet age where you just googled, you, you web searched boobs and you got a lot of stuff. Um, and I was living off of, you know, Pornhub, X videos, whatever, for a good while, you know, 10 years, if you want to say, but like, I don't know, a lot of the porn, I'm just like, it's not, uh, it's just like, ooh, bang, and it's like, uh, I just, it wasn't attracting, like, it was, like, you know, stimulating me, but I wasn't, like, getting attracted to it, and it wasn't, like, I don't know, let's be real, it's all really, like, male forward, which, like, uh, <laughs> sigh, right, like, I don't know. It's just been hard for me. And then I got the I've been interested in this one producer or director, producer, whatever, Erica Lust. And she is at the forefront of what people are putting labeling and they think she herself labels it as feminist pornography, which is, you know, feminism at the end of the day, um, you know, wants equal equal rights for everyone. And, um, I really enjoy her work because it's, like, there's a lot of representation, um, you know, it could always be better, let's put it that, it could always be better, but the level of representation that she has in her films is really great, and, like, I saw this one film that was about, um, like, it was, like, they're about to shoot this porn, And, like, this machismo weird director dude comes in, and it's like, okay, and then you're gonna suck his dick, and then he's gonna rail you. And then the female porn porn actress is like, oh, well, I, I I don't do penetration. I forget what the condition is, but, like, when she, you know, gets penetrated, it's painful. 
And the director's like, how the hell am I supposed to shoot a porn, da-da-da-da, without this, da-da-da-da-da, whatever. And then, like, long story short, it ends up like, hey, you don't need penetration in order to have a hot, sexy scene that gets you off. Like, and then they both had, like, the title of the film was Outer Course. And they both, like, you know, had, I, I guess people would equate that, like, that is the foreplay part. But that's just sex, right? Like, it's sex. <laughs> like, they, they, you know, 80, they went down on each other, they, there was, like, mutual masturbation, and it's, like, all oh, so very hot. So it's, like, and it's really redefining and showing representation for what sex is and that sex is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also this one um, scene where, like, there was, like, an all-girls band, and, like, you know, all these girls are, like, making out, and then this one girl was, like, filming, and it ended up, like, that girl was, um, asexual, and, um, you know, she described that, like, she has no interest in having sex, but is turned on by watching other people have sex, and, you know, for a long time, like, I knew ace people, and for a long time, I was like, that's, weird and like i feel bad for like having that you know that's the the viewpoint i had and you know i I feel bad for having it because it's not weird it's just not what i'm experiencing and that's okay like that's just a different experience like i'm just a very like over sexually over sexual and sexualized person in a lot of ways and you know i'm i'm redefining and looking at that for myself so um you know, people who didn't engage in sexual acts, I was like, that's fucking weird. But it isn't fucking weird. Like, it's just a part of the human experience. Some people just don't enjoy sex or sex. That's not what gets them off. And that's awesome. Like, you know, like, I think that, you know, once we start approaching our world as if everyone is the same or everyone is alike or this, like, that once we forget the nuance that exists in this world, like, I think that's when we start really, like, doing a disservice to ourselves and the people around us, right? Like, I think there's so much nuance, like, you know, people are, like, you know, appreciate the little things, and the way, the little things for me is, like, the nuances that exist in our world, the the little differences, and I think that makes this world so magical, right? I think there's a different spirit and different energy to everything. No two people can be, can have the same soul i think we're pretty similar but at the end of the day like everyone's soul journey is different everyone's path is different and everyone's energy is different you know even identical twins are different you know oh so yeah so that point now i'm thinking about it and now i'm probably gonna watch it when i'm done because i'm horny as hell because that it was a it's really good like cinematography too and really good i like a really good storyline and i really enjoy these storylines so erica Lust, you know and her so i do i i bought um she has these different volumes called um i think they're called like x confessions and it's like people like mail not mail in but you know what i mean they like send like their different fantasies and like that's what like she, like, plays out different people's fantasies. It's, like, really cool. It's really awesome. Um, so, yeah. 
I don't know. That's a big thing. Figuring out like my my sexuality now is uh, it, it feels very different to what it was. I'd, I'd say even five years ago, um, definitely 10 years ago. Right. And figuring out what what sex means to me and what, you know, the validation I used to get from it and, you know, what it means now and the sacredness of it that I see. And it's, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm very happy and lucky that I'm, I've chosen a path of discovery for myself where I just want to constantly like, just keep discovering things and keep learning things. Um, And I don't know, if you're listening to this, I feel like you may be the same way, right? Like, if if you come to me, and if you have in in the past looking for quote-unquote answers, like, I don't give you answers, I just give you more questions, like, simply because I'm just as fascinated, like, I can't tell you your truth, like, I could give you advice, but I can't tell you your truth, like, your truth is unique to you, you're special, and um, being able to find your truth and and sit in it and sing in it is amazing. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for this week. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you're listening to this uh, the day it releases, I'm doing a little workshop on um, how to have a successful morning. And why that's even important. And, um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, I guess next week is another one of these things. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Manifesting Mari. To get your questions, comments, and concerns to me, add me on Instagram at manifesting underscore Mari or email me at manifestingmari at gmail.com. I don't really check my email, so you should probably hit me up on IG. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.